Hey, everyone. This is Tara Fogarty-Graziano, Emmy Award-winning producer, and you are listening to Relationships and Revenue with John Hewlin. Life is all about relationships, and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. As always, thrilled to have each and every one of you with me today. And as you heard from that fantastic introduction, I have the lovely, the one and only Tara Fogarty-Graziano. Tara, how are you today? I am so good. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure to have you. I'm so glad you're here today. And folks, you need to know, for those of you who follow me, who probably saw a video I put out last week. I put out a reel and the person I was talking about that wasn't able to come on the show was Tara, but that was because of her daughter yeah. and it's totally fine. Oh my, I remember yeah. when mine were little, they, each one of them had RSV at least once. Oh. I get it. It's 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 not a fun thing when you have to go through it. So I totally understand. Thank you so, so much. Tara, you're, you're off the hook. Totally. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I felt terrible. It, it was so it was like mom guilt and like responsibility mm -hmm. guilt coming together. I'm like, what, yep. which one do I do? It was crazy. And you are so lovely and wonderful and flexible with your schedule. So thank you so much. Oh, the, my pleasure to do it again. Been there. Understand it. So that's we uh, we love families around here yeah. for sure. Yeah. We absolutely love families around here. So, folks, as you heard Tara say earlier, she is an Emmy Award winning producer. That's right. She was on, she was the producer of the Rachel Ray show for 10 years, 10 years, which just wrapped up, which kind of in a sense, it made me sad for Tara that that kind of ended. But, folks, as you know, and I've talked about this many times before. Sometimes we can't move on to the next great thing until something that's been wonderful ends. We have to do that. And so we're going to get into next steps for Tara and what she's into right now. But in addition to that, that's not the only show she's worked on. Oh, my goodness. She worked on The Doctors. Hold on. Uh, Project Runway. Wife Swap. Oh, my gosh. You worked on so many, I'll say, very different and interesting shows, to say the least. Now, I got to ask at this point. Now, those are the only four that I really know about mm -hmm. that, that you worked on. Yeah. Of the four, okay, mm -hmm. let's leave the Rachel Ray show out because that's probably not fair to compare it to the other ones. <laughs> of the other three, which one was like, I, I really dug that one or mm -hmm. I, I don't want to get you into trouble here. So, no. Well, I, you know, the tr they were, they were well, so I different. Imagine. I loved them all differently for mm -hmm. different reasons. And I also were, was very stressed out <laughs> for different reasons. Um, I would probably say, you look, Project Runway was really fun, really fun. Okay. Crazy, crazy schedule. I'm talking 24 hours a day. I mean, I was in Times Square in the middle of the night and there is nobody there in the middle of the night. It, they really? say the, the city doesn't sleep. People go to sleep around <laughs> 2, 3, 4 a.m. There was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that one was that one was a lot of fun. Okay, okay, gotcha. Well, I'm sure there's more stories that we could uh, we could get into. I'm not saying we will, but we could. That may be an off camera <laughs> kind of discussion. Exactly. Right. Well, in addition to that, uh, you certainly are you are now the owner and media coach with TFG Productions and Consulting, and we're certainly going to dig deeper into that. And I can't wait to talk further about that. You know, folks, but she has two other titles that I suspect she holds most dear. And one we just talked about, that's wife and mom. The best. The best. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Tara, take us back a little bit, because you don't just become the producer of one of the best known daytime talk shows in history. Yeah. You know, the Rachel Ray show was huge. You guys won all kinds of awards for many, many, many years, sure not did. to mention your own personal awards with the show. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit of your backstory. How did you get there? And what what did it take to get from where you started to where you are now? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I think I always 
I always was interested in television just as a child. I didn't know it was called producer. You know, I just mm. remember really enjoying watching television. I'm sure like most children do, but I was really more interested in how they were being developed, sort of the behind the scenes of these of these television shows. And uh, that sort of just stuck with me forever. I remember even when I was eight years old, I would make storyboards and create, you know, scenes and segments and then jingles and the whole thing just mm. as I was a child. So that kind of stuck with me as I was getting older. I thought actually it was either going to be, I was I was either going to do something behind the scenes or I was going to be an actress. Obviously, the latter did not work out, but uh, I ended up going to college and uh, I studied production. That's what I did. Uh, and I ended up getting, it's, you know, it's so funny and it's, it's so, we're so, we're in the right place. I tell you on this particular podcast, because it really is about relationships and, who mm -hmm. you know, played yeah. a huge factor in how I even got started. My mother actually ended up meeting somebody who worked at MTV. And back in the day, MTV was very, the MTV beach house in the Hamptons. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. It was like the dream gig. And she ended up <laughs> meeting this person. She told them I was in college and I lived on Long Island. I lived near the Hamptons. And, you know, with the exchange phone numbers, I called her and I ended up getting this internship at the MTV Beach House. And wow. that was truly the beginning of my career. It was also uh, my very, you know, really an introduction into the TV world, which is mm. the hustle. It's, 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 it's early mornings. It is late nights. It is mm. constantly going, 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 going. And I'll never forget one of the best pieces of advice that I actually got when I was working on that internship was uh, this woman said to me, everything you do, everywhere you go, you tell them your name and you write your name down. And I thought that's such an interesting little tip. And I said, you know, why? They're like, you know, there's a lot of interns here. They, there was about seven, I think, that they selected. And they said, you need to make sure that your name is on their mind. So when mm. it's not, oh, just go get me coffee. And it's, oh, I need an intern to go meet and greet the celebrities. They're going to say Tara, because you've made it very clear what your name is you know, and who you are. And I just such a, it was so important. And I did that. And I really did. I ended up getting all of the cool jobs an intern can get because <laughs> I made myself very known. I think a lot of times some people get you know, shy and they sort of like, you know, the wallflower and don't want to put too much out there. But I wasn't like that. I just kind of, you know, it was very stressful. And I should say stressful. I was like fearful, you know, because I didn't mm. want to make a, I didn't want to put myself in a position where I was like, I'm not doing what I was supposed to do as an intern, you know, but regardless, mm. it did work. And I ended up meeting a lot of people, made a lot of connections. And so my career, of course, just started going from there. And, and then once that that particular show ended, it was, OK, keep in touch. You do your emails. And I got on to the next job, which ended up being uh, Project Runway, actually. So mm. I really just climbed, I don't know, the ladder, that cliche of, you know, kind of like, you know, going from from job to job to job. Uh, and and here I am, I guess, 20 years later, I ended up at the, you know, Rachel Ray show. So, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I find it interesting that part of your rise, mm -hmm. you attribute to relationships yes. and how important those are. Um, you know, one of the things that I talk about often on the show is not only how important relationships are, but it's what we give to them that really makes the difference. It's not about what we get. It's about what we can give because when we're doing the giving, the getting just comes. It just does. You don't have to work for it. And most of the time you don't even have to ask for it. It, it typically presents itself to you. But when you take the opposite approach, when you take the, it's for me, you're constantly asking the opportunities. They seem to dry up. Absolutely. 100%. That's a hard lesson, I think, for people to learn, too. It's not something that's so noticeable if you're going through your day and your you know day-to-day -day life, because we're always just trying to figure out, you know, life is hard. So we're just trying to figure out how to get to the next, you know, moment, the next day. Um, it's but I think that's really if you can take a step back and gain a different type of perspective. And once you learn that particular lesson, really and truly, like things start shifting and and other, you know, doors start opening. It's really one of the most important lessons I think I've ever learned, truly. Yeah. Let me ask you about this one, too, because this is one that didn't seem obvious at first. But once I got it, it was like, yes, I think what happens to a lot of people when they aren't used to being around people and, and it all depends on how you define this term. But I'm just going to throw this out. Anyone who has any level of notoriety, celebrity, fame, whatever you want to say, when you start treating somebody like that, different than the person, the everyday person that you're around, mm -hmm. maybe like 
your the waitress and the restaurant you're in last night, if you start treating those two people different, again, the same thing tends to happen. Those opportunities tend to slip away. But when you start either one of two things is going to happen, either you have to bring down the level of intensity you're bringing to that person of notoriety or you raise up the other one to the same level. It's like, you know what? That's a person just like that's a person who puts on their pants one leg at a time, just like you do. So if you treat them all the same, all well, but the same, then again, those opportunities take care of themselves. Is that something you noticed? Absolutely. And I think, you know, to your point, I think that's probably, you know, the truth of the matter is, is when we sort of get into this mindset that a celebrity or somebody of notoriety is up here, right? And maybe, you know, we're not up there, then we start to forget that our story and the, the impact that we can make Uh, it is just as impactful. But for some reason, people are internalizing, well, I'm not, you know, blank enough. And you can fill in the blank with whatever it is, you know, anybody's particular insecurity is. We all have them. Uh, But that becomes the thing that sort of drives us instead of understanding you're actually, everything that you're going through uh, is so worthy. It's so worthy of sharing. It's so worthy of, of, of helping people. You don't have to be a celebrity or somebody of notoriety. So point to say is I, I, I think it's something that everybody should 100 percent implement in their life like don't don't just start treating people you know differently based on who they you know quote unquote their celebrity or, or notoriety um we have to start all realize yes we're all on the same level well, same playing field oh yeah so tell us a little bit about your time on the rachel ray show mm-hmm. what made it so meaningful so impactful uh-huh. i mean besides the fact that you you won an emmy which is super super cool I mean, it's not like I know a lot of people who have. I don't. So <laughs> I know at least one <laughs> now. But but you get what I'm saying. What what made it such a difference that would make you want to stay for 10 years? Because the other shows you were on combined, you were there for 10. Yes. Well, so, you know, the truth is a few reasons. Number one, it's, you know, the, we were we had such a gift, you know, in TV to, to stay on for as long as that show was on is Mm -hmm. in the tv world you know not necessarily a lot of these shows don't necessarily last that long for 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 all these reasons right uh but you know the truth is and it was a very 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 special show um and it was because and we all felt this way we all really felt like we were helping people it it was Mm -hmm. such a nice feeling uh you know it's interesting when somebody hears you're a producer a producer can mean many different things there's different types of producers right Mm. depending on the industry and and whatnot a lot of producers only maybe um deal with celebrities specifically you know i i really the majority of my role i was a lifestyle producer so Mm. i really i would say 85 percent of the time was um i was producing experts, entrepreneurs, authors, mm. people who really came on to share their stories, to share their knowledge um, and to help people. And that was always, you know, we certainly did plenty of segments that we had celebrities and they were always fun. I'm, you know, you can't <laughs> not have, you know, a good time when you're producing celebrities, but uh, we definitely had more of an impact, I think, um, personally, just, you know, I would go home feeling really good about myself when we showcase some of these amazing people that were doing all these amazing things for their community. Mm. Um, and that, I think, truly, that was what all of us were were empowered by, what motivated us, um, and, and it's what made us love our job so much. It was a very, very uh, special, special show, for sure. If you can, just off the top of your head, you, you mentioned having some of these people that you felt it was so impactful. Can you think of, like, a couple of them that were especially meaningful to you? Well, I'll tell you one. Um, and it's just, it's such a, it's, it's such a good example about how simple something can be and make such a big impact. Because of course, we've done uh, lots of, of segments where, you know, there's these huge organizations who have, you know, donated millions of dollars and, you know, gave back to their communities in these big, big, big ways. And I loved those too. But this particular story was this woman, uh, we were doing a back to basics kind of, of show. And mm-hmm. she came on to to learn how to cook. I mean, like simple, oh. simple stuff, like literally cut an onion. Okay, that's how. Oh, wow. Back to basics. And during the break, I saw her get teary eyed, and I kind of made I, I made a little joke. I'm like, "Are you are you getting emotional, or is that the onion?" Because I didn't know of me. Right, you know? right. And uh, she said, "No, I'm I'm getting emotional." And I said, "What what's going on?" And you know, she said, "I grew up in foster care." So she went around mm. to different foster families, and she never had a sit down dinner with her family ever, or any of the families really? that she was with. 
So she now is, she's grown, she has children now. And she's like, just to be able to cut an onion properly and make a home cooked, I'm going to get a more thing about it. Uh, just to make this home cooked meal for my family. She's like, this means more to me. She's like, than anything. And I just thought, and I mm. had to stop and, and and just think about it for a second. I'm like, you know, we take so much for granted. And yeah. here we are, we have this amazing woman. She was just lovely. She was a lovely human being, cutting an onion and literally was having just the most amazing moment of her life, sitting there cutting an onion. And I received an email mm. from her uh, that that evening and it was a beautiful email. And she said, thank you for giving me the best day of my life. Wow. And I just was like floored. I, I stayed with mm. me to this day. And this was years and years and years and years ago. So um, that's just one example. But that, those were mm. truly like the most. I love those days and, and being a part of, of those particular segments and meeting those types of people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's the it's when we can give something to someone and, and it's it, it's not that much for us to give it. And but it's everything to that other person. It's I mean, it's truly it's breathing life into that other person. And so, you know, I I what I have learned to do over the years, Tara, which it took me a long time to figure it out, was what I used to do when something like that would happen. I would just say, oh, you know, it's okay, It's not a big deal. I don't do that anymore. I don't say that anymore because it might not be a big deal to me, but it is definitely a big deal to the other person. And I need to celebrate that yes. with them yes. it's like you know oh that's wonderful i'm so glad that was so meaningful for you thank you for allowing me to be a part of it mm-hmm. you know, something as simple as that yes. can just oh man Completely. be the world to the other person yes said beautifully truly yeah just learning how to honor the other person and the moment exactly. is really important exactly yes and that of course gets back to relationships which is you know mm-hmm. What what I'm all about, because to me, life is all about relate, period. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I say often on the show is this, that if you want your business to be the absolute best it can be, it starts with your relationships at home, thousand percent, because whatever's going on at home, you take with you to work, even if work is the next room over. Yes. You, you take it with you. And, you know, I have seen far too many people call into work, lie say they're sick when they're not and stay home because they haven't learned the skills necessary to work on those most impactful, significant relationships at home. So that's one of the reasons why I even have this show is to try and help people learn some of those skills so they can be better at home. And as we get better at those relationships at home, that can only help us in our work, Mm -hmm. not just to free us up mentally from what could have been going on at home and isn't, but also helps us learn how to deal better with people in our business lives. Yeah, agree more. So help us out a little bit here. What was the, when did you know that it was time to transition from the world of television into the next steps? Because I, I, I think of what you are going through right now a lot like some of the professional athletes or mm-hmm. Olympians that I have interviewed on the show before. And I talk to them in terms of the transition to what I call civilian life, because, you know, being in that world as a professional athlete, as an Olympian, yeah. you know, or in your case, you dealt with a lot of celebrities, mm-hmm. you know, life as a celebrity. Well, that's very different than the day to day lives of everyday people. And it so, sure is. yeah, so. So, so help us understand a little bit better about what, what that transition was like and how you ended up deciding to do some of what you're doing now. You know, it's so interesting because um, you really, you nailed it. Like it's, it did feel like there's, there's a lot of emotions through all of this, but I'll I'll even backtrack a little bit. Last year was really when I started, um, when I started my company, it was a year Mm. ago. And I did that because, um, Truth be told, you know, in television, just in general, uh, you get um, the shows, they, they have hiatuses, essentially, right? So mm-hmm. you'll have, and every show is different. Sometimes you have two months, sometimes you have four months, sometimes you have six months. I've had shows where mm-hmm. I was on hiatus for seven months, okay? Wow. So it, it, they all kind of vary. But uh, during that time, you can either do a freelance some, something or another, or, you know, or you just maybe don't feel like working. So I was stopped to think for a minute. I was like, you know, this is, we're going about, about to go on a hiatus. And I really had a lot of people who were reaching out to me saying, well, how do I get on this show? And, and what they, it could be anything. Good Morning America, Today Show, whatever, the morning mm-hmm. or daytime talk show as an expert. Because if you watch oh. those shows, you see there's a lot of experts that come on. 
So that's where I kind of stopped and thinks I was consulting years and years and years. I was like, I need to legitimize this a little bit and, uh, (laughs) and actually do, you know, actually I can actually make a a business out of this. So I started the company last year, really just because I was going on hiatus and I thought, okay, this would be something kind of a a new challenge, something creative I can do. Mm -hmm. So I started that last year. So, okay, that happened. Fast forward, we ended up having our whole season, of course, of Rachel, and this is now our farewell season. So you know, the truth is when that moment happened and we're like, okay, this is going to be the farewell season. A lot of things came up in my mind. My whole life, I felt like sometimes my whole identity was, oh, Tara is a Rachel Ray producer. It was almost like mm. they were synonymous, you know? Yeah. And um, it was a very, it was a very, it's a feeling, it, you know, I'm, pr- I was very proud of that. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a handful of producers in this whole, you know, whole country that were chosen to be, you know, on this national daytime talk show. I mean, it's a huge, it was a huge deal. Um, so I had to kind of step back for a second. I'm like, you know, this is this is going to be a huge change because now who is Tara Fogarty Graziano? She's not going to be, you know, a Rachel Ray producer anymore. So now what? And that is when I was like, okay, you know what? The truth is I started this company last year. I loved it. I, mm. I, I It was so fun and, and so different. And I was still able to be creative, but I was really helping people and it was one of those things where I was like this is this is like giving me sort of like this renewed like fire in my belly kind of feeling you know mm. uh so to to try to make the transition a little smoother I literally said to myself I kind of started implementing all the things I learned as a producer producers have mm. very specific skills right yeah. um that we have to have in order to get things done right we have to, that's what a producer does they get it so, done. such as so such as the truth is, if somebody says you have to have a segment by tomorrow and it has to have all these different elements, we don't think about it. We don't stop and say, oh, well, that's not going to work. It's OK. I'm going to do it. And we go. There, There is okay. no time to start thinking of all the reasons it's not going to work. It's the time to start <laughs> thinking of the reasons it is going to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, I mean, you know, a huge skill. There's no fear. You know, it's not like, oh, God, mm-hmm. I'm so going to work. I don't have time to think about the fear. Again, I just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are. Those are the skills that I sort of started taking into my personal life. I'm like, okay, I have to really step back here because if I can do this professionally, I can certainly do this personally. And how would I do mm. it as a producer? And that's yeah. literally how I how I did. It. I didn't even give myself a minute to stop and say, oh, or feel bad for myself and say, oh, you know, the show is coming to an end. I literally, we ended the show, we wrapped the next day. Uh, I was up and and getting stuff done and just like, okay, like full speed ahead, and that was that. So it's kind of how I. That's how how I dealt with it. I really just wanted to throw myself into something that I obviously knew I really started to enjoy because I started the company a year ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and here we are. It's been <laughs> we I relaunched. Gosh, I, I relaunched. What was it in March? And yep. uh, you know, several months later, and I'm having the best time. So, all right. Well, tell us a little bit more about your company and mm-hmm. exactly what it is that you're offering, because I think this is going to be of particular interest to a lot of entrepreneurs out there who, well, I'm not going to say why yet. I want to see if they can figure it out for themselves. <laughs> I know why, but. Well, the truth is, I mean, especially for entrepreneurs, I mean, I really try to focus on entrepreneurs specifically, actually, because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of them want to figure out, well, how do I get my business and my brand in the media, especially on these big shows, right? There's nothing yeah. like getting your business and brand in front of the eyes of millions of people if you can land these, you know, national morning and daytime talk shows. Yeah. Uh, and like I said before, I would have people constantly asking, well, how do I how do I do that? Th- that's the first thing. And the second thing that I started also realizing as a producer, and this goes back years and years and years. Again, like I said, I'm a lifestyle producer. The, the majority of my job is lifestyle producing. So I'm mm-hmm. always trying to find experts in any in every field. I mean, you name it, sky's the limit, as long as it's not you know, illegal. <laughs> you know, we want them. And the, the the more interesting, the more diverse, the more you, the better, right? So mm-hmm. I would be getting a lot of these pitches from people throughout the years. And the truth is, is that nobody really knows how to correctly pitch themselves right. to get the, pr- the producer's attention. It's a very specific yeah. way you have to produce or pitch yourself to a producer, okay? Okay. So when I would see some of these people, sometimes I do a little, you know, deep dive on them. They have so much potential. And mm. they, but they, but they just don't know how to pitch themselves. And I, working as a producer for whatever show I was working on, I can't just stop and say, "Got to, got to put this on hold. I got to help this person." And <laughs> they're doing wrong, you know. But, it, it, but, but at the same time, it was like kind of like breaking my heart because, for the most part, you know, this is not people who are like, you know, TikTok 
you know, stars that just want to like right. dance and be entertained, you know, yeah. that's all fine and good. But these are real people who have actual um, interesting information and impact people's lives. And that was the part that was like, oh God, they really could help somebody, you know, but they just have to start figuring out how to way to, to pitch themselves in in a way that's really going to actually get the producer's attention. So mm-hmm. that is basically how this whole business was born. And that is what I do. So I'm, I'm working with uh, business, um, business owners, people who want to get their brand. If you are a brand, sometimes, by the way, sometimes a, a mom who has really good parenting tips, really mm-hmm. good parenting tips, and you are now a brand and you want to bring those tips to, you know, to the world. Like it really is, sure. it can vary. You could be an author. I give a lot of authors and that's mm. a big one because people, I have a lot of respect for anybody who can write a book. I know what goes into that. It is, it is, it is no joke. Uh, and then to sit there, write this book, and now, but now you don't know how to get the media attention that it deserves. That right. also, you know, it breaks my heart. So I try to help all, all of, all of whoever is looking to get media exposure and show mm-hmm. them exactly. I'm trying to take like all the stress off the plate. I'm going to show you exactly what you need to do mm-hmm. to to get where you want to be. And you can do it. People think that you need all of the experience, all of these things. You do not. I have booked many, many people who have never been on television. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. You know. Of all the things you just said, believe it or not, you know what the first thing was that came to my mind? There is at least one book in Tara's future. You think? Oh my gosh. You first of all, okay. I I in my mind, I can already see at least four, honestly. Four wow. different okay. books coming from you. All all different kinds of topics. But I mean, I mean, first of all, the, what you do, mm-hmm. your business, there's a book for that very thing right there, telling people this is how you get in there. This is how you do this. For I sure. I'm a hundred percent. That would be snatched up like you wouldn't believe. Oh my gosh. You're inspiring me. I got to go. Oh my I gosh. Go That's my just book. one. <laughs> I mean, you, you could have one solely on just your experience as a producer on these top television shows. Yeah. You could easily so do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, without being, you know, some people get into, you know, these tell all. I'm not talking about. Oh, facts. I would never. I, I. No, because, nope. well, that's a quick way to burn a lot of bridges it for sure. Is. Oh, it my gosh. Sure is. Sure and you don't want to do that. No. So, I mean, not if you want to continue to have a career. We'll just put it that way. So, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, then, and that's just a couple that come to mind. Um, you know, I could easily see you writing a book about, you know, how do I how do you go from having this this crazy kind of job being in TV, doing all kinds of weird hours, but also have a family? Yeah. At the same time. Yes. How do you do that? It's a look, you know, I have being a, a parent and starting a company, running a company, it is so much respect for mm-hmm. anybody. You know, I'm truly, 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 truly. It is unbelievable. It's yeah. I always feel like I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And it's oh, it's really you know what it is? Yeah. It's because your attention has to be divided in any, you know, in any minute. I feel like I could do like 10, I have to do 10 different things. It's okay. I'm writing something up. I'm emailing somebody. Oh, and I, you know, cooking my daughter dinner. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the day, you're just exhausted. So there's, yeah, a lot of Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I only have one. I can't, I mean, I don't know (laughs) who could, with more than one child, I already feel like I have my hands full. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's different when you have, um, when you have more than one, Mm -hmm. uh, I have three, by yes, the way. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my oldest just graduated college. Oh gosh, congratulations. That's thank so you, thank exciting. You. Oh, my God. That's oh, yeah. the best. So we got lots of lots of transitions happening in the Hewlin household, for I'm sure. sure. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Shout out to my son, who, by the way, is the, he is essentially the, the uh, editor of the show. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's yeah. him right there. That's him. Oh, very yeah. cool. So shout out to Ethan. I know he he doesn't listen to all episodes all the way through, but if you catch this part, Ethan, I mentioned you, man. Congratulations, <laughs> Ethan. Thank you. Yeah. Degree in computer science. Uh, he's a programmer. I was going to say, so. so he's brilliant. Got it. Yeah, he is. He very much is. So talk to us a little bit more because you do more than just with your company. You do more than just help entrepreneurs, business owners. Mm-hmm figure out the best ways to get in front of media. I mean, you do other things. Tell us about some of the other things you do, because I find those very interesting. Which, what are you speaking of? Well, one, I mean, you you develop TV series. Oh, I do I mean, do that. Hello. I do. I do, do I mean, that. that's, that's so not, true. that's a big deal. I know. I have to put the productions and TFG productions and consulting. 
Uh, yes. So, oh gosh, this is fun. This is fun. So this actually was something that I started doing my poor family years and years and years ago. So my brother owns a security company and I used to work for him and I'm talking, oh gosh, I I was thinking I was right out of college. I I must've been 22, 23. And he what was going on at the security company behind the scenes? I'm just looking around. I'm like, this is an actual television show. This is a reality show <laughs> at its finest. Okay. Yeah. So I said to him, I was like, can I try to make you into a reality show? And he, I can't believe it, said yes. And so he was wow. my, he was the first person who, um, I, he was sort of my guinea pig in terms of development. But I will tell you, it was absolutely incredible. I should send you the sizzle reel because it's so good. We ended up mm. getting signed by True TV. Oh yeah, and, we, and I'm talking. We have all these guys. So he, it's a security company, but he did a lot of. Um, there are bouncers for for bars, and oh yeah, craziness was going on. And meanwhile, <laughs> his wife also worked for him. So you had the relationship between him and his wife, and all the other guys like having to deal with it. It was, it was so great. Anyway, so we went to um, we went to Columbus Circle. We went up there. We signed the papers. All this amazing stuff was happening. And uh, I'm not even kidding. I think it was a week later. The president of the company of the network changed, and they ended up uh, deciding they no longer were doing reality TV shows. They were going a different oh. way, and they wanted to do competition. So we it never actually we signed, and then it never actually came to fruition. Oh. But I will tell you that is the tale as old as time when it comes to development in television. Um, mm-hmm. It just it just happens that way. So anyway. That was sort of mm. the first experience I had with developing TV. And I, because I loved it so much, I still did it. Um, like, I, like I said, I have like these hiatuses. That was sort of what was my, mm. my other job when I was on hiatus. I would try mm. to find people who I found interesting and talk them into letting me, you know, make TV series. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we, we are doing that now. Um, and uh, I've got, we, I think we have two or three right now that's Ooh. in development. So. Um, mm. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. And I, I just love it. It's so it's just so fun. You know, it's a gamble. It is for sure. You never know yeah. what's going to happen, you know, as I just explained, but I'm having the yeah. best time doing it for sure. Now, can you reveal anything about the two or three that you're doing right now? I can't reveal too much, but I will say, you know, they're very different. Like I have one. Um, the people that I'm working with are incredibly talented uh, with finance. So we're doing uh, basically we're, with this. The whole show is is how to thrive in today's economic climate, but in a really fun way. Okay. Cause I think, cool. especially now, I think, you know, after COVID hit, a lot of people have decided to turn to being entrepreneurs. It's been a mm-hmm. huge up, uptick in, in what's going on. So we're, the whole series right now was developing, um, trying to, to nurture these people and show them how they can really succeed in sort of mm-hmm. what they're in their, in their new ventures. So that's a little teaser for that one. And then the other one is um, with a uh, a celebrity caterer um, mm. who is just fantastic, and we're doing um, some stuff with her. So um, those cool. are two little teasers, yeah. Nice. Well, I got to tell you that first one, I've actually got a couple people in mind who could who would actually be good on the show. Fabulous. Send them my way. I will. Maybe when we finish recording, I'll tell you about them, and you let yeah. me know. Okay, that sounds great. That sounds okay. Fabulous. Very cool. So let's dig a little deeper. On the relationship side, not that we haven't talked about it mm-hmm. up to this point, we have, but I want to know, and I ask all my guests this, I want to know what is it that you're doing right now, Tara, mm-hmm. to build into, to make better, to improve your most significant relationships at home and what impact do those relationships have on your business? Wow. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, to your point about how the relationships that you have at home are, they, they are they affect everything, especially when it comes to your your business, your job. And I'll even give you an example. So as I, uh, as a producer, you know, our, we, you never know when something is going to happen. Things always come up at the last minute. Things may go awry and you have to just like kind of <laughs> stop, you know, and this happens more frequently than I probably would like. So this started becoming, you know, apparent to my, my now husband. Even when we first started dating, we would be out somewhere. And the next thing you know, I'm just sitting, I'm sitting totally blank face with my phone, you know, just, and he's like, hello, <laughs> hello, you there? Like, you know, we're, we're on a day, paying attention yeah. to me. So, you know, especially now that we have um, a daughter and we're, we might have these, you know, beautiful family moments that are happening, he, he'll, he'll stop and say, Tara, you're not present in what is going on. Your daughter mm. is doing the most adorable thing. And you're on your phone trying to fix a problem and it's, you know, eight o'clock. So, you know, th- that really became 
uh, a problem, but it kind of became a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it became a point of contention in our relationship. Let's put it that way. Sure. You know, and I and I it wasn't that I even agreed with him. I'm like, you are 100 percent correct. But at the same time, I still have a job. I still have things that I have to take care of. Like they're right. had to do it. So, um, you know, and that became and that actually now. I think too, also you mentioned habits. I think when we get into a habit of doing something, I've been doing that my whole life working at E. So to me, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I, I know how to shut the world out and just focus on having to solve this particular problem that's coming up. So now that I'm running my own business, like I'm still doing it. Not to say, you know, that these crazy problems are coming up, but things are happening, whether I feel like I have to answer an email or a meeting was moved and I have to make sure I alert everybody. And so I will stop everything. I will go into again, this sort of like zone and I zone out and I'm trying to just deal with what I'm dealing with in the moment. It is something that my husband always brings up. So, you know, I think the first thing that I really needed to do was a recognize the fact that he's 100% right. If we are doing things as a family and we're having a moment, I'm never gonna get those moments back, you know, and that'd be silly to just say, you know, oh, this work, nothing ever is as important as my family, you know, and I just needed to take a breath for a second and say, this can wait, actually, this can wait until she goes to bed and I will then answer the the emails or whatever I'm doing. So it was recognizing that and then really just like telling my husband, like, you know what, I actually hear you. You're talking to me. I'm hearing what you're saying. And I am going to improve on this. I promise I'm going to make an effort to actually now, now that I'm aware of it, I'm going to make sure that this does not, you know, this, I want to break this habit essentially. Um, so that was, uh, that was, you know, one thing I think it's just so important. You know, I'm very lucky. My husband and I do have very good communication skills, very good communication skills. I think it's something that we realize he's in the military. So, and he works in calm and I'm a producer. So we happen to be very communicators. (laughs) <laughs> I think we're we're very cognizant of the fact that we have to consistently make sure that we're communicating everything, whether it's good things that are happening or things that might be, you know, a little bothersome to us. Right. Answer your question. I think you did. I hope actually, I did. thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. You know, um, one of the things that that's helped me the most over the years, and it's it's such a simple thing, but it has had the one of the biggest impacts on on my business but more so on my life is learning to use to properly use this word no to the business owner no can save you time money so much of both of them because when we say no to more things that uh, frees us up to say yes to other things so i say no to a lot of really good things tara a lot of them so I can say yes to the best. Oh, wow. Because not everything is a best thing. It's That's not. Right. It can't be. Absolutely. Yes. And typically when I say no to things like that, what I end up doing is recommending somebody else. But that's just how I am. Not everybody will do that. Yeah. That's just how I am. And so that's one of the best things yeah. that, that I've learned how to do. I love that. That's amazing. Um, that's such a good way to, to, you know, I think people... It's interesting, you know, you know, a lot, there are a lot of people out there who are people pleasers, right? We never, you mm-hmm. don't want, you're afraid of the word and saying no, because what <laughs> these people are going to think right. of me. And um, I've never heard it sort of articulated quite like that to kind mm. of empower you to say no. It's, that's so true. So true. It's, it's very freeing, honestly, yeah, yeah. because sure. if, if you don't know who you are and why you're here, mm-hmm. you're going to say yes to everything. Yeah. You will. But when you when you are solid, when you know all those things, when you know I know who I am and I know why I'm here, it's very easy to say no. Yeah. Because if it doesn't fit in those things, yeah. it's just it's not a fit for me. Yeah. Okay. Even if it again, if it's a wonderful thing, it's just it's not a fit for me. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Because not everything's gonna be a fit. It's just not. No. I mean, <laughs> what when would you have time to do anything of of meaning to you if you said yes to everything. Exactly. I, I just, you wouldn't. Now, you talked a little bit more uh, earlier about habits. Yeah. So I'm going to dig into that for just a minute. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about, and if you can't keep it to one, I understand, okay. give me a top three daily habits, at least one. What's your top daily habit? If you can't do that, give me your top three. Are we talking in general? Like it could be anything? <laughs> It's up to you. You get to decide what that is because you know what your habits are. Mm-hmm. Because if they're habits to you, typically that's something that this is sure I do this yeah. every single day. Well, I can tell you, and this I did not do um, my whole life. And God knows I wish I did. 
Uh, but the very first thing that I started implementing into my life, um, I want to say it was actually before my daughter was born. Mm. Uh, it was uh, every morning I will write 10 things that I'm grateful for. Mm. I, and I know it's, and you know, you hear this actually more now, um, which I appreciate because it's one of those things that I think people are really starting to understand that this really is so powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, but I write 10 things that I'm grateful for, even if they didn't happen yet. And I think oh, that nice. is, it's so cool. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you start doing that and you start being grateful for something that uh, didn't happen yet, weirdly enough, it happens. And then mm. you kind of look back and say, oh my gosh, I was grateful for that. And look, it happened. And it's, it's, nice. it's wild. I was looking at a, I was looking back at this journal that I keep of all the things that I'm grateful for. And it blew my mind. And I'll tell you a, a very specific example was uh, my husband and I had been trying to have a, a baby for years and we were really struggling. And I would write every single morning, I was grateful for my baby, grateful for my mm. baby. And I didn't have a baby. Uh, and now, and here she is. And, mm -hmm. and it was just, it blows my, it blows my mind. It really does. So that's um, one habit that I do um, <laughs> that I, I swear by. I really think is so powerful and truly can make people and people's lives. Um, what's another habit? I mean, I, I drink coffee every morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, what else? Let me think, John. Um, I'm trying to think. Something that, that maybe helps you personally, something you do with your business, something that helps you with your family. Uh not that those aren't enough. The, no. What you said is perfectly fine. No, well, I'm trying to think of things. I'm probably, to be honest, there's probably a million. We are creatures of habit. I mean, she, I, my whole life is habit, right? I mean, that's really right. the truth of the matter. So now I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out how do I pull out the ones that are more, that are more significant, I, su I suppose. I, you know, the only other thing I can really think of is, speaking of family, is we do a family hug every night. Oh, okay. When my husband comes in from work, uh, my, my daughter loves it and she, and now she has to do it and she'll say hug, hug, hug. And she's only two, but she, and she puts her arms and we all take a moment and we do a little family hug. Nice. And my husband and I just did it, you know, just one day we saw how, how she responded to that and she just loved it so much. And so now it's something that we do every, every night when he gets home from work, um, because, uh, you know, and it's literally the one thing I look forward to. I just can't wait for everybody, my family to be Good. home and for us to have our little family hug, um, just to take that moment and just appreciate each other for, you know. Mm. Well, I realize your daughter is too, and it doesn't feel like it right now, but believe it or not, they're going to get to be that old. She will. And it. she's, she's going to be gone. And I tell you those years, believe it or not, pretty soon they're going to feel like weeks. I, I don't tell you that to make you feel sad. It's just, I tell you that more in the sense that the best thing I ever did for my kids was after my divorce, not right away. I, I, I made the decision to rather than focus on gifts for things like birthdays, Christmas, yeah. that sort of thing, I focused on creating memory yeah. with my kids because the memories are what they they remember that. I mean, because last year I asked my son, I said, look, what did I give you for your 16th birthday? Exactly. I had no idea. But when I asked him, what did you get for Christmas 2018? He goes, I know exactly what I got. I was like, well, tell me what it was. He goes, you took me to a concert. And we went to that concert and we saw five different bands that were there at one time. And you knew one of the producers of one of the bands. And so when the concert was over, the producer came up, we got a picture with him. We got to hang out with him for a few minutes. Uh -huh. So that's right. That's exactly no, what happened. So true. And that's something that we actually um, subscribe to as well. Like, you know, first of all, she's only two. So there's, you know, but I, I even said to my husband, we didn't go crazy like Christmas or her birthday. We don't, you know, A, she's not going to really remember it. But B, I, I said, I'd rather us do something with her even now because, you know, your subconscious is still being, you know, filled with all of these things. So I, I'd rather still do experiences and make memories rather than buy, you know, another gift to your point that they're not going to remember that, by the way, especially at her age, she'll play with it for five seconds and then she'll mm -hmm. pick it up again or she'll just want the box that it came in. So yep. uh, that's something that I 100% agree with and uh, that we do here <laughs> as well. <laughs> all right. Um, First of all, would you say failing is important? Definitely. Tell failing me why. Is because, well, failed a lot. <laughs> a lot. That's a good thing. I know. I know. And it took forever to realize that that is actually the best thing that could possibly happen. You know, but you have to, it's not just about failing, right? It, it's, it's then having to stop 
and then go back. Think about the lesson that you learned. Because if you just keep failing and then you're not learning the lesson, then it's for nothing. And you don't want to make that for nothing, right? Um, yeah, no, failing is 100% something that um, I learned to, and it's a hard lesson to learn, uh, but I learned to actually appreciate, you know, you, you get, you have failures, things don't work out. You think it's going to be amazing. I, you know, whatever the case may be. I know in my business, when I first started it, I didn't know anything about running a business. I knew nothing about coming up with, you know, all the, the, the services or putting things together, putting offers together, putting packages together. And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And no, nobody thought it was amazing. <laughs> nobody knew it was there because I didn't know really how to actually get it out and, and speak to people and make them understand what it was that I was doing and articulate that properly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot from those first couple of months of just understanding how to even write copy about, you know, mm -hmm. making sure that you're really uh, articulating your brand correctly, like even those little things, you know, failures, yeah. even in relationships, like, you know, um, a failure can mean so many things in a relationship, right? I mean, you could have, you know, a fight and feel like you failed as a wife or you had a failure as a mother or whatever sure. the case may be, you did something wrong. And, uh, and if you let yourself, right. And this is like the, this is the worst part. Like you could really go down like a whole rabbit hole of, oh, I, I felt at this. So that means I'm, and then you have like 10 other things that you feel like you're like a failure in. You don't want sure. to do that. That's fair. You shouldn't do that to yourself. So it's really just yeah. a matter of saying, okay, I'm not do so great. May have failed this one. What did I learn? <laughs> and then how can I do better? And then you make it better. I mean, that's the key. Learn from yeah. it and then keep keep going. Make it better. And if you sure. fail again, that's okay. Tell us about a time you failed really big and what the result was. Um, I failed really big. Um, there's one time that I failed really big, but I cannot speak about it. So I have to think of it a second time. Okay. That's <laughs> how so big it was. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of my biggest, biggest failures. It doesn't have to be work-related. Yeah. Problem is, you know, I don't know, John. I don't know. I got to go. I got to say, I'll come back to that. I got I to gotta think okay. about that one for a second. All right. Well, then let me kind of go slight uh, opposite direction, I guess you could say. Okay. Give me your definition of success. Success uh, to me is, that's another good question. To me, it's so interesting. All the questions you're asking me are questions that I probably would have completely different answers for even two years ago. And that's why I find mm. it so interesting. Uh, to, somebody said this to me years ago. I would say, oh, it's, you know, it's the, it's the money. It's, you know, whatever the case may be. It's this amazing business or, you know, another Emmy. You know, it's almost like, it, it was almost like back then it was like more, more, more. Mm -hmm. My definition now of success is is not necessarily less. It's it's just being being content in the moment of of what you have, and that to mm. me, like right now, I feel like extremely successful because I've got a beautiful daughter who I waited for for so long, and she's here, and mm -hmm. that right there is everything. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like at this moment, I have I have succeeded because I have this perfect baby girl. Um, and and we're and we're happy and and just being able to wake up and feel good about the choices that I made, uh, the effort that I put in into whatever mm -hmm. I was you know doing, you know that to me is a success. If I'm just continuously just doing something to make myself even a little bit better every single day, it doesn't necessarily have to mean I have to make it to the top of the mountain right away. It's like mm -hmm. I just I took action to do something that was going to better me and it's going to better my family, and that is success. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have to come all together this big moment that happens it's little things that, that kind of work up to it and that you're okay today was a successful day i'll take it i will take it you know <laughs> yeah i get that one of the things that i believe to the core of my being is how important it is to do two types of investing first one is to allow others to invest in us and then for us to invest in ourselves so with that as a backdrop who is investing in you right now? Uh, you know, I'm very lucky. I have a very, um, a very strong system for sure. You know, the truth of the matter is I don't necessarily have like a ton of, like I have, I have a very small group of friends. Uh, okay. And I've, I've made it that way, um, you know, in my life. It's not, I, I don't, my husband always says, you know, I'm not this person who has like a bunch of girlfriends that we go out like on like a Friday night. And I, I don't do that. It's not, I just don't. I do have friends who are typically friends who I've had in my past 
that are just people now who I just know are my people, you know, like it was my okay. roommates back in New York City when I lived there. Those are, they're my, more like my family, really, to be honest with you. But these very close friends that I have, those are the people who I know uh, in, they, they do invest in me and everything, even, and by that, I say they, they support me, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and they do whatever they can just to, just to be there for me. So I'm very, of course, my family, you know, my husband, my mother, um, those are the, those are the people I believe are, are the ones who invest in me. Okay. How do you invest in yourself? I, uh, I, I decided Again, a couple of years ago, this answer would be very different a couple of years ago. Uh, I decided to give myself a little uh, grace. And okay. I think we can all be very hard on ourselves, truly. Uh, and I would beat myself up sometimes about, you know, if, you know, if, if, if for some reason I had a segment and it didn't go exactly the way I thought it was going to go. And I, I would internalize that. And I would say, mm. oh, my God, you know, what are you mm -hmm. doing? And it's sort of that that self-talk that we give mm -hmm. ourselves. And for some reason, I, it seems to snowball. And it goes from like just a bad moment to I'm the worst person in the world. I don't know how yeah. that happens. I don't know why that happens, but it certainly does happen, unfortunately. So, um, you know, it, it's important, I think, to 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 look. There's a million books out there I think that people can read. I think reading uh, these these books that they really do kind of help you. You know, you and I actually had this conversation because I said to you, I ended up getting my certification in the fundamentals of neuroplasticity because mm. I had gotten to the point where I just couldn't figure out why are we thinking things about ourselves? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why is this person operating in such a way? And I, I'm, you know, to me, it was like we're all walking around on this planet. Shouldn't we figure out what is going on? in our brain as to why we're doing these things and thinking these mm -hmm. things. So that was something that I thought was so, I love doing that because that was a way for me anyway, to invest in myself and to mm -hmm. better myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually try, try to figure out what's going on up here. I'm going to give myself some grace. I'm going to stop so hard on myself. Um, and, uh, and that's, I think that's the best thing you can do is to just try to continuously make yourself a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit more aware, I think, mm -hmm. you know? Does that make sense? That make sense? Definitely. <laughs> Which is a reminder to me, I think in our previous conversation, I promised you a connection with somebody that I have not done yet. Uh, Dr. Haley Nelson. Um, she's been on the show. Yeah. So uh, she is a neuroscientist. She also happens to be a professor. Um, one of the things that she does best is she takes these lofty ideas within neuroscience and she translates them for everyday people. I think that's the coolest thing ever. If I, you know, there's that question, like, if you didn't do what you do now, what would your other job be? If I mm -hmm. go back in time, I think I would have been neuroscience, a, a, a neuroscientist. I just think that's the coolest thing ever. I really do. Very cool. It's very cool. You know, it's 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 interesting. For those of you who aren't into neuroscience, this, what I'm about to say, this is going to be so boring to you. You are <laughs> not going to like this at all. But for those of you who are into it, you, you know what I'm saying. I, I geek out over that yeah. stuff. I love it. I love learning about that. I, I love learning about how the different things that go on with the brain, how they impact all aspects of life. But specifically, I like to know how it impacts leadership because oh, yeah. that's so important to me in the things that go on in my world. And so when you start to learn about stuff like that, it's kind of like when you write a book, it seems like everywhere you turn, you meet an author somewhere. Yes. Okay. When you get into this neuroscience world, it's like everywhere you turn, you meet somebody new who yeah. is at some level of neuroscience mm -hmm. doing something somewhere. And it's like, they're everywhere. You know, like, wow, I didn't know. It's so true. Uh, well, because, you know, what's interesting about it is they put the science behind the things that people hear that I think sometimes you'll hear, you know, limiting beliefs and you have to, mm -hmm. you know, be, be, be nice to yourself and think positive thoughts. And when you share things like that, somebody can easily hear that and be like, oh God, I don't want to hear that. You know, they don't, <laughs> they don't understand. But then if you actually put science, like there was a fascinating uh, experiment that I read about where it was two um, like tubs of water, like little two cylinders they put water in and they mm -hmm. spent, um, you know, one, one day they said nothing but positive uh, remarks through the water. And then the other other day, they said nasty, negative things through the water. And okay. if you looked under a microscope in the water, the ones that had the negative thoughts literally started having black spots and like all this thing, it was actual physical things that were happening wow. that were just bad because of the negative things that they were saying. It, it was fascinating. And it was wow. amazing, amazing. Words have power. Oh, for sure. Huh? For sure. Tell me the best and worst parts of your job. I think the best part is well there's i mean there's a lot of 
great parts, but I think the best part really always has been the people getting to meet all these amazing people and hear about their stories. And there are so many interesting people out in this world. And had I not done what I did and I was not a producer and, you know, I would never, I would never have met these people or heard what they've done or, um, you know, learn the lessons that they, they taught me and whatever, you know, they were coming on to share. Mm -hmm. And that always to me was, I just thought that was so, so interesting. I've always been like a, a, it's funny. I always say I'm an introvert, but I am a people person. I do enjoy people. (laughs) Well, you could be an ambivert. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's both. (laughs) I, I am. I'm an ambivert. Oh my All right, god! Here, here, here's how you know. Okay. Here's how you know. Now, right. the, the, this is this is how most people tell the difference between an extrovert and an introvert. Okay. But th- th- this should help you. An ambivert is someone who who can have high energy, who likes to be around people mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. But the way you know that you're an ambivert, meaning that there is still some introvert in you. You've had a very long day. You've been around a lot of people. It's the end of the day. You get home. And when you get home, in this case, your husband comes to you and is is excited Mm -hmm. and says, look, we got invited to this party. What's the very first thought that comes to your mind? Oh, God, I want to go to bed. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You're an ambivert then. Because anyone who has that introverted part of them it you got to re after you've had that long day you yes. have to work have at to, it really yeah. hard to get back up to the point where you're ready to engage just diagnosed me thank that's you that's it so that's ambivert amazing. all yeah. right well there you go that's amazing well, there you go that's that i am <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm just i honestly i'm curious of all the people you've met over the years mm-hmm. i mean it's, i'm thinking specifically of you know Rachel's show mm-hmm. but of of all the guests that you had on these shows yeah it, is there one or two who were especially memorable but even more than that are there any you still stay in contact with you mean just in inter- and anybody yeah anybody it doesn't matter who well, yeah. i'll tell you right now you know the people who uh i have produced i i i really the ones especially the ones that become resources to producers what i mean that is when you are really good at pitching and you're a really good talent Mm-hmm. They, you know, you end up coming on the show and getting booked, you know, quite frequently. Uh, oh, and, nice. be- and when that happens, uh, I've become very, very good friends with almost all of them, to be honest with wow. you. These, I mean, I really, you know, you really do, speaking of investing in, you know, relationships, you you do, there is an investment that you put in. You put a lot of time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of collaboration that goes on, especially with producers and their talent uh, mm-hmm. and the experts that come on. Um, and, you know, typically they're lovely, lovely people. And um, yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you right now, I have, uh, you know, a very good friend of mine. She's one of my my best friends. Her name is Mary Giuliani. She just has a book that came out. Yes. I just I saw, you saw you do the thing post. with her. Yes, yes. I'll do a shout out for her. How to Lose Friends and Influence No One is her new book. It's her third book. Um, mm-hmm. And she's absolutely incredible. It's Mary, not Mayor. <laughs> just right. <remember. laughs> that was she funny. that all the time. Uh, there's Mary, there's Dr. Whitney Bow. Uh, well, I just love her so much. People may know her. She's been on Good Morning America. She does uh, continual spots on there. Tommy DiDario. I mean, these are people who have been with me for years and years and years. He's now mm. a um, a co uh, a co host on Extra TV. Mm. He's, I mean, and they're amazing, and I love, love, love them so much. So they're they're you know they hold a very special place in my heart for sure. Very cool. Yeah. So we're getting close to wrap up time. I've, I've got a few more questions before we get to the final four. Okay. Uh, what do you have coming up that has you especially excited? You know, here's the thing. I, I'm really excited about my my business. Uh, you know, like I said, we just relaunched in, in March. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a whole new world for me, even though I'm, you know, it's interesting because the business side of it is new. But what I'm doing, I've been doing for years and years and years. And I'm now right. kind of marrying them together and mm-hmm. starting off on this new kind of venture and, and adventure, should I say. <laughs> uh, so th- it's just getting really into the thick of it. And what I'm actually doing, I might as well say it now, we're doing this Please. really fun uh, media training experience. So if anybody's in New York City, I'm doing uh, in person. I mm. basically want to make media training fun. And I think we're kind mm. of, you know, like I, of course, I take on clients on Zoom, but I wanted to do things that are in person, but also make them a memorable experience to your yes. point, right? Yes. So uh, I'm doing something called Cocktails, Bites, and Expert Advice. And also, this is all coming very full circle. My friend, Mary Giuliani, uh, she's going to be with me and we're going to be taking um, a small group or it's only by application, but it's a small group of people who are looking to 
get exactly where the Marys are, the Dr. Whitney Bows are, the Tommy mm -hmm. Dario's, the people I just mentioned. When you're sure. watching these shows and you see these consistent people who are entrepreneurs or people who have a very strong brand and they want to have a uh, you know big media presence, they basically mm -hmm. teach exactly how to do it. So we're doing a really fun mm -hmm. event. Um, so if anybody's interested, you should actually you should go to my Instagram. I always say go to the website, but I have a lot more information on my Instagram. I realize, <laughs> isn't that funny? I don't know. Instagram has become like your like pseudo website. So you should yeah. definitely check out uh, check that out because that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be happening at the end of. Okay. So since you kind of set it up for us, where can people find you? So I would go, my Instagram is uh, T.F. Graziano. T.F. Graziano. <laughs> I feel that, that sounds, if that doesn't, that sounds like a, like a food brand. It does a little <laughs> bit, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yes, you could follow me, um, go to my Instagram. There's a ton of information and I have all of, everything is linked there. My website, the information about the events that I'll be putting on, all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Okay. Gotcha. All right, I think we're probably ready for our final four. Now, okay. there are four quick questions. You're just going to tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Are you ready? Nervous? No no pressure. There's no pressure. Again, just whatever comes to you, comes to you. Okay. All right, here we go. Question number one, why did God create Tara? Is it a one-word answer? Can no, 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 no. It's not a one-word on. answer. No, 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 no. You know, the truth of the matter is, uh, is, <laughs> I, I, it's just a good question, John. Uh, I think it's because Interestingly enough, some, some people will ask me this question. I always thought this was an interesting question. What's your superpower? Everybody has one, right? Yeah. And for me to answer that question, I kind of had to like take a step back and think, well, what do people mostly say about me to me, right? And okay. something that people always say to me, and I do believe it's, it's it, I guess, is a superpower and I'm, is maybe the reason why I'm here. And they'll always say they like my energy. And I always get yeah. taken back when somebody says, I love your energy. And I think to myself, well, and it's funny because I hear it all the time, but I'm always surprised when somebody <laughs> says it to me. But what that means to me is that for that moment when they were with me and I, you know, is that they had some sort of positive experience with mm -hmm. me and it made them feel something, you know. And I think that to me is when, you went with, or when you're with anybody and you feel like, okay, I had a really nice moment with somebody. Uh, it, that goes a long way. And I think yeah. that is necessarily, for me anyway, I'm hoping that when I'm with anybody and I'm with people and I'm interacting that, um, you know, they're, they're, that I'm making them at the very least smile, you know? Mm. So that's what I would I think I would say. Okay. <laughs> Question two, what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Um, I am reading so many books right now. I, I wish I had them all so I can try to remember. So, um, I'm reading, well, I'm of course, reading how to, how, to, how to Lose Friends and Influence No One, but I'm also right. reading <laughs> with the, the other one, the actual How to Win Friends and Influence People. Which is a great book, by the way. It's, it's a great book. Everybody said, I've never read it before, and everyone said it's okay. the absolute must-do. I'm also reading a great book called Claim Your Confidence, um, mm. which I think is it's a really, really good book. Um, confidence is something I think everybody struggles with. Um, you know, and any sort of tools and strategies you can, you know, have in your arsenal to help you feel a bit more confident in the moment. So it feels mm -hmm. so great. I'm also about to read the book you sent me. I it's on my list. I just haven't. Yeah. I haven't been. I'm going through all these books. It's like it's it's in there. Uh, what, well, John winning... has another one to send you based on our conversation today. So. Oh, okay. It's winning the war with your mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? Winning the war in your mind. Yeah, in that's your right. mind. That's it. So that's going to be my next one. So there you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um. What do you do for fun? Well, what do I do? <laughs> Sounds so funny. I watch TV. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> like, I am a producer. Like, you, it doesn't matter. I love some television. I cannot yeah. get enough of it. I love watching TV uh, or playing with my daughter. I truly, I mean, I had the best day with her yesterday. And, you know, we played blocks and I just was like so in the moment. And I had the best time. It's so funny when you have a child, you kind of get to relive those little childhood moments, you know, mm -hmm. where you're just running around the grass and, you know, barefoot. And it's just that to me is the best time. <laughs> For sure. Now, I think you've probably already said this, but maybe not in this way. So I'm going to ask this question. What are you most grateful for? Wow. I'm most, most grateful for my daughter, for sure. For there's, there's no other answer. That's true. If there ever was a, uh, I want to make sure how I say this right to, to really capture the moment. You waited a long time for your daughter. Yeah. I mean, what a tremendous blessing. So I, and I know, you know that I'm just, yeah. I'm just voicing out loud what, what I'm seeing and sensing. So, yes. so that's amazing. But let me encourage you with this. And, and I say this with love. 
as much as you love your daughter, invest that much love and more and time into your marriage. Yes. I, I say that with love as somebody yeah. who is divorced. Learn from me. Yeah. Don't do what I did. No, I hear you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. It's so important. I mean, the best thing you can do for your daughter is to show her what a great marriage looks like. Okay. That is how she's going to feel secure. That's mm -hmm. how she's going to feel love. Yes. Absolutely. That's yeah. how she's going to. I appreciate that. I love that. Great, great advice. A couple of real quick bonus ones. I know you mentioned some books that you're reading now. If anybody comes to you and ever asks you like, hey, tell me about a great book you've read. What's your number one recommended book? Think the one that you rich. always recommend. Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Okay, perfect. Best book ever. Now, outside of this podcast, what podcasts are you frequenting right now? Ones that's like, I can't miss this. Oh, you know, a CLS, a CLS experience. Okay. Do you know, you know, am I saying it right? I have to make sure I have it right. It's Craig, Craig Siegel. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I know who that is. He, I, I just, um, I just actually happened upon uh, his, yes, P the CLS experience. Very cool. Very cool podcast. Highly recommend. And he's awesome. Okay. I think I've, I've heard that a couple of times. Yeah. So very nice. Very nice. Well, Tara, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you've been very generous, both with your time and your answers to the questions. Uh, I feel like I've had a chance to get to know you better. I feel like our folks who are watching and listening have a really good idea of who you are and what you're doing right now. Uh, I can't begin to tell you how excited I am for you mm -hmm. on your entrepreneurial journey, but even more than that, what's going on with your family. Because as we talked about before, what's going on with your family definitely impacts your business. And I can't wait to see how you change the world. So much, John. Thank you for having me. You bet. And thanks to all of you for tuning in today, because you have given me your most precious resource, and that's your time. I know it's not renewable, and I am very grateful for that. So thanks to all of you for being here today, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.